Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, April 7th, 2022, we're back, episode 95. It's National Beer Day, so that's, you know, a pretty notable day on the calendar, I would say, for many. So maybe, you know, get out and celebrate. The weather's turning. It's supposed to be 20 degrees on Friday, from what I've seen. It's a weather podcast, so Owen said on the last show we didn't talk enough about the weather here, so I'm giving Alex the opportunity to do that as a weather guy. 100%. Uh, you already know I'm on it. <clears throat> wearing my shorts. Adam's wearing his shorts. You know it's a pretty good weather day if we're wearing shorts, um, and... Maybe not warm enough for a beer, though, mm. but warm enough for a nice coffee. So <laughs> Nice. That's that's a good balance. Adam, yeah. what's up? How you feeling? What's up? I saw Alex walk into the studio with a coffee. You know, he's going to hold himself till 8, 9, have his one meal a day. Mm. So Yeah, yeah. I had my bag of Skittles <laughs> How'd that go? and candy pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you walked down with some candy, too, so that's you kind of have the two-in-one. Yeah, yeah, the Kit Kat. I'm doing the DK uh, uh, diet. So. Yeah. What's the body fat percentage at? Yeah. Like one percent, dude. It's yet, doing or? wonders okay. for me. I'm shredded <laughs> right now. Let's go. Yeah, dude. The TV. I've got a workout in today. Old news. Yeah. That's all that matters. Double workout. Just you worked out. Just the one. Or? Yeah. Did you double? Sorry, up? sorry. I worked out, then I worked out again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Owen, what's up? Not much. Weather here is like pretty good for all the people that were wondering. Nice. Beautiful. Um, yeah. That's what I like yeah. to hear. We're coming up on episode 100. Mm. What do you guys wow. think we should do? Because I don't have anything planned. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we just go about our business. Yeah. Like, not a milestone podcast. Just, it's just, an, we're on to episode yeah. 100. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, just, <laughs> it's not like we say the, the number of every episode at the yeah. start. Yeah. It's not like that yeah. at all. We've got Ethan joining us for the start. He's back because, of course, the national championship game was on Monday and Kansas won. And Ethan was on. On, before the tournament and he said take kansas amongst other things he said take kansas so he has to be here for his victory lap today great game what did you think of it oh i thought it was great um i really appreciate not talking about the other things let's keep that off the agenda but i thought it was an amazing game um not quite villanova in north carolina but can't can't do much better than that yeah owen was loving it too owen called it a classic yeah, I think it was a classic. Um, it was, I mean, everybody that saw the game probably knows it was the biggest comeback in uh, championship game history. So it was like, obviously exciting. You could probably know, you probably know it's exciting just based off that stat. So it was like, it was back and forth. It was really fun. I respect it. You know, Alex, you were probably watching too. I should go to you. Oh, I was watching for sure. I watched the good games. So um, I was watching this one and it was good. Didn't st- obviously wasn't a great start. It got kind of boring there in the first bit. So May have taken like, you know, a 15, 20 minute break and watch the game. A little schnooze and then came back and saw a tie game. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm going to watch this. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of back and forth. Uh, and then, yeah, the ending was, was pretty crazy there towards the end when you thought, you know, NC lost it for sure. And then they inbound it. And then the guy goes out of bounds twice. Um, and then do, and sorry, a UNC had another chance. So, um, I don't know what you guys thought of the play. It got a little messy there towards the end. I thought they were supposed to get <clears throat> Manic down kind of in the corner for an open three, but it looked like he tripped. And then Love was the second option. And then 
that got messed up too and then he just heaved for another shot and it completely missed kind of you know i don't blame him everyone's like well he wanted to be the hero again it's like he had like three seconds to get a shot off i don't know like you want him like run a play like for the three yeah. seconds you know <laughs> another time out. yeah i heard him getting roasted i'm like oh well you know he hit the big shot against duke it's like he wanted to do it again it's like he had three seconds like um but yeah it was a great game overall yeah, and the Baycott injury was the other big note. Adam, of course, wants me to bring it up because in Ethan's bracket, a guy that Adam referred to the bracket, 400 bucks on the line, and he had it if UNC won. Big lead. Adam, did you, you probably mushed him, sent a congratulations text at halftime, but uh, n- not to be, as it turned out. And he's blaming Baycott in the floorboard. Yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't say anything to him, but he was getting pretty excited. And yeah, he said if the floor was, uh, was in better condition than he would have got his $400. So that was his complaint. I did actually watch the fourth quarter though. So I watched, there was a fourth fourth quarter. quarter. Well, (laughs) you know, I watched the last like eight minutes of the game. Okay. So that's, that's a, that's better than YouTube highlights. It's better than some people here. I think. Yeah. Okay. We could talk about that a little later. Cause I, I want to talk about that in its entirety, but this whole tournament to me, I wanted to ask Ethan and Owen this mainly cause they're the two tournament guys. I said to Owen it before the final four that even though there wasn't buzzer beaters, I still felt like it was a pretty compelling tournament. And and I still feel that way. Like the matchups in the final four were great. It was a great championship game. Do you, where do you put it in terms of the final fours or the, sorry, the tournaments that you've seen in the last, I don't know, 10 years? Is it up there for you in the top half of that list, in the top three of that list? Or was there just not enough action in the earlier rounds? I mean, speaking personally i would put it for sure i'd probably put it in the top three for sure final four it's probably top two because i just think uh if you include um the unc and duke game in there i think there's you're you'll be hard pressed to just go down the list to find any final four that has much like intrigue and storylines and um just great endings as this one did so i think it's definitely up there for me what about you ethan I would agree with that. I'd probably put it top three, maybe maybe just outside. But I think one thing that was especially um, compelling about this tournament is a lot of times the first weekend's really good. You get a couple buzzer beaters. And then the games after that actually kind of suck, and there's a bunch of blowouts. This year, though, you had St. Peter's making Elite Eight. That's obviously never happened for a 15 seed. And then, as Owen mentioned, that Duke-UNC game might be a top 10 game ever. Yeah. For March Madness. Yeah, and I want to speak on Caleb Love too because I know Alex was was like you know he was backing him up a little bit, but uh, I think I was like as somebody who didn't see any Caleb Love basically prior to the tournament, I was like, wow, this guy's unreal. Like he's gonna be a lottery pick for sure. Me too. And then after after the game, I was like, ah, like maybe maybe not. Maybe, maybe this is like maybe the scouts win this round. Maybe the scouts win this one because. I'll give him I'll give him a break on the the last shot, but I mean he was heaving up some like deep deep shots um, earlier in the shot clock, uh, a few possessions prior to that. Uh, he wasn't hitting shots that he was hitting in prior games, um, and I mean it, I think he was a big reason they they weren't able to come out with the win. So I want to just get on the record as saying I'm I'm kind of out on Caleb Love. That's Even though fair. I was in before, I'm that's, out now. That's fair because I did say I took a schnooze. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't see that part. <laughs> so did Caleb. Like, yeah, exactly. And so True. did Caleb. So, And I think Roy Williams actually had a quote because he coached him 
And he said that, uh, Oh yeah. I hope I'm still alive. Like when this kid actually becomes good. Cause he's such yeah. a frustrating type of player. That, <laughs> that is a great quote. Like, like, He's got a lot of potential and a lot of talent, but it just doesn't seem like he can harness it. Like, and we've seen that. Like, we've seen flashes of his potential, but as Owen's alluded to as well, like he does get carried away with some of his stuff. So, great, great quote by Coach uh, Coach Coach Roy. Yeah, I saw Coach Coach Roy working the uh, the tables after the game. That was, that was quite the video. Um, I was Huge gonna... mask guy. He was like he, the he, only person in there with the mask. So was, let's go. He was loving little N95. Yeah, it was a bad well, yeah, boy. It was a big dog. If you're gonna survive until Caleb loves good. You gotta be masking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 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 It might be a while. When I hear you know the the term that you sort of use there is like you know low floor high ceiling when i hear that the first thing that comes to my mind is the kings being like oh, oh this is our guy let's trade him <laughs> the first round again and get him that's just it's just made to be he also has a very striking resemblance to little baby mm, yeah. i wonder if that's like yes i wonder if that's like intentional I almost i don't know intentional? how it, i don't know how it could be maybe a plastic <laughs> situation there but you just never know does that mean days. yeah maybe does that mean he goes to philly then is that what we're thinking mm. join up with forces with um, little baby's like best friend over there. Yeah, with Harden in the studio, dude. Yeah, you never know. It could be. Yeah. Um, He's a little little baby. Yeah, yeah, double. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering why, when they were saying great game, and I watched it, it was because I didn't watch it, and I've missed somehow the two best national championship games of my lifetime. This time because I'm in a fantasy baseball draft. I've been in this league for 10 years. I've talked about it on this podcast. I've never won a thing in this league. All they've done is takes from my wallet for 10 years. But one of these years I'm going to break through and they scheduled the draft right in the middle of the second half. So I got to watch the whole first half. I was like, great blowout i don't have to worry about the second half so i'm in the zone where i'm drafting we had three screens up me and my dad and we're just working away doing our research we grind this draft to finish in eighth every year but anyway (laughs) we're grinding and i check the score in between picks and i see it's like a seven point game and then i text owen like should i like should i like turn this on like maybe auto pick and owen's like turn it on auto pick you you got like everything you got this is a classic i'm like no, I'm going to I'm going to finish this draft out. So, while everybody was watching a great basketball game, I was arguing about Casey Mize or Marcus Stroman or Paul DeYoung or Yon Moncada. The arguments I was having during this classic game and then lo and behold, it ends and I run down to the TV and I get I get there just in time to see the trophy being lifted. So, yeah, I I missed the whole thing. But, you know what? I think next year I'm going to skip it too for the greater good. That's that's what I'm How's your team looking, Phil? Are you happy with how it turned out? I like it, so that means we're going to finish seventh again. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask Ethan some more things about college basketball. Jay Williams said that Coach K, because there was a staffing sort of change with Duke next year already and assistant coaches left, he said he thinks Coach K might just run it back next year. Mm, he might Brady. just say, forget the farewell, oh, and I'm coming I... back again. What percent odds do you give that of happening? I've seen those tweets, and it's now it's being referred to as like Bradying. Mm. Um, I don't think the odds are good. Problem is coach K has had some serious health issues the last few years, especially this year. He missed a few games cause he wasn't feeling well. There was a second half. He didn't coach cause he wasn't feeling well on the more, uh, pessimistic side. I think I was listening to your guys's podcast, but the doctor that thinks he's going to drop dead from a heart attack, that's probably actually more likely than he comes back to coach. Okay. I just, I don't think it's physically 
possible for him to do it. And he stuck his neck out for this new coach to be the next guy. He kind of inputted his will a little bit. Okay. So it's not. I'm guessing very low. So he's not coming back to coach Duke, but what if he comes back to coach the Lakers next year? Hmm. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) Nightmare fuel. I just had to put it in your brain a little bit there. Um, (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'd coach the Lakers for a million bucks, but they'd only let you have 20 games and then they'd scapegoat you for it. Yeah, LeBron LeBron doing the old steal the seat cushion from your chair. You remember that? That was a, that was a classic alpha move. He's like, this Tyron Lue guy is getting a little too much hype. I got to steal his cushion. That was a classic. Um, yeah, I got a question. Um, I was going to ask Ethan, uh, we talked a bit about it during the game, but how much of an impact do you think the, the Baycott injury had on the way he ended up playing? Because like obviously he did what he usually does and he got a lot of boards. But to me, it looked like he was like more, um, he was like shying away from contact and a bit less aggressive. But I, don't know, I was curious as to how you kind of saw that and in terms of how it impacted the game. Yeah, what, what I was saying to you a little bit is Baycott, he's a big boy. Like what you were saying about him being oh, in yeah. a tight, tight jersey, that's for real. Any jersey on this guy is tight. And so I think that's tough for your big guys when you have ankle injuries because you're just lumbering on that the whole time. So, yeah, you look at UNC and they out-rebound Kansas by 20, which is insane. But Baycott also shoots 3 of 13. That yeah. makes you wonder a little bit if there's some injury to it. But also, it's tough to blame it too much on the injury because he had 13 free throws and he hit 9 of them, which I believe is higher than his season average anyways. Yeah. So it does go both ways. It's too hard to place too much blame on it. But for sure, for sure, it definitely hurt him. Yeah. Well, the reason I say that is because, I mean, he was missing shots close at the rim earlier in the game that I think he probably makes normally. But I I noticed towards the end, he settled for like at least two, maybe three, like turnaround fadeaways in the lane, which I thought was like for a a guy that's, you know, that's not really his bread and butter. He's not super skilled when it comes to taking those type of shots. I was surprised. I do wonder if you're saying. I do wonder if a little bit of that is because he's playing McCormick, who is not right. quite as big, but basically as big. Just so as you're physical playing, too. You're playing 38 minutes on a bum ankle, and you're going up with just as big of a guy, and you're getting doubled. I think you just get yeah. tired. So then yeah. I think you're like, fine, I'll shoot, I'll shoot a fadeaway because you're exhausted. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Ethan, I was curious for a non-final four team this year. <laughs> Can you describe like Gonzaga for me? Cause I'm having a hard yes. time understanding what's going on. I guess we didn't talk about them as much cause you know, they, they fell out a bit earlier, but I don't know. I just feel like it's disappointment after disappointment every year and going into the tournament, everyone's saying, watch out for Gonzaga. They, you know, two or, th- you know, two lottery picks every year, the best <laughs> tr- prospect. Um, does Mark, his name's Mark Few, I think, the coach, yeah, right? Yeah. Does he yeah. have a leash yeah. or is he just going to be there forever? Because I feel like there's been quite a few disappointments. So he's never going to leave for lack of production. Um, he got a DUI over the summer. So more likely he leaves because of personal issues than basketball issues. Um, I'm actually more optimistic or more impressed by Gonzaga than most. This is still the team that it dominates its conference. I get it's not. It's not the big 12 by any stretch, but it's also a fairly competitive conference. Um, Since I think the last five years, it has the most wins. Actually, when I came on the podcast last time, I noticed that their um, 
path to the final four was super hard. I personally found it to be the hardest region. I noted Memphis was a super hot team and the best nine seed out of all of them. They have some serious NBA talent and athleticism. Arkansas is an awesome team. I love Musbus all for it. It was just, it's one of those things where I don't necessarily think the best team in college basketball wins the tournament. Uh, Gonzaga is still probably the best team from this season, but you need a lot to go right. It's just kind of like North Carolina. I wasn't super high on North Carolina because of Caleb Love, but they still make it to the finals. They're a couple minutes away from winning. A lot can happen. It's very unpredictable. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think that Gonzaga, at least you know, 20, 30 years ago, was not even close to what they are now. So it, that he's brought them up that far, I, I have a hard time believing they're like, upset about this he's made them quite a powerhouse and every single year they're getting close I know they keep choking through but it is what it is I I wanted to ask if there was any prospects that you felt like going into the NBA draft really like stepped up their game and improved their position or if there was any guys who really fell down in the in the lottery process or any guys who had big rises and big falls so I was looking at a mock draft the other day Um, the two names that I noticed that that have risen quite a bit are Durin, so the center at Memphis. Mm -hmm. And so that's because he kind of went up against Holmgren. And Holmgren was really good. Like, let's not put that away, but Durin just looks so physical and so athletic that he looks like he probably has a place in this modern NBA. So scouts are probably liking him a little bit more. The other name I saw that rose, but I actually don't know why. It's probably more so due to the conference tournament was... Uh, Iowa's guy, Keegan Murray, mm-hmm. of course, he was fine in their tournament game and they lost early, but they have him up to fifth in most mock drafts. What did you think of uh, Bancaro kind of towards the end there um, in the last couple of Duke games? Because I know during against UNC, like the last couple minutes, he didn't, I don't know if he took a shot towards the end and it was kind of just dishing out to everybody else and i don't know he looked like he looked like he was afraid of the moment i don't know if that hurts his i mean probably doesn't hurt his draft stock too much but i generally wasn't super impressed it hurt more importantly than his draft stock it hurts alex's opinion going into the draft exactly and that's a big deal yeah it, you don't want to be messing around <laughs> that's with some alex. serious stock he's got right a good there. track track record for this stuff. <laughs> i do i do like uh, my latest guy to blow up is jordan pool i thought jordan pool was gonna be good yeah, he, that's your I'm not move. even lying. So <laughs> I got to start writing these names down. So, yeah. What, what about Paul? Yeah. Everything I've read has suggested that he solidified his place as a top four pick, maybe a top three pick. There's so much happening there where I've looked at four mock drafts today and each one had a different player at one. I mm-hmm. think what you're saying does suggest a bit of his tendency that maybe he's not actually an alpha. He's not this superstar like an Anthony Davis coming out. We know Anthony Davis, maybe not a star anymore, but yeah. he was as a prospect. He's not looking like a LeBron James. Maybe he's looking more like a nice second piece, like a Chris Middleton, I guess. Mm, yeah, I feel that. Because I know they were also talking about how he like kind of tuned out the second half of the Duke season. It's like, why are you tuning out? Like It's Coach K's last year. Like We have a really talented team, so some question marks there i don't like guys that are taking a break in college it's like i still feel more confident in him over holmgren and uh, i don't know i like holmgren now i think holmgren i like holmgren more than i do banchero just because i don't know i don't know if i'm alone in this i just 
I, I just wouldn't feel that comfortable building my whole franchise around Holmgren. It's just such a it's a, a very unique player. I, I wouldn't know how to handle that circumstance, especially if I'm a really bad team who has like no infrastructure or backbone. I, like Houston, if he goes to Houston, like oh no, I don't know oh. that they've got the right people to bring the best out of him. I think Banchero <laughs> has the right kind of build where you're like, no matter what situation this guy's in. I know he's probably going to find a role down down the line in his career where he is good. Like he's pretty filled out in his body already. He does have like a little possession to kind of, I'm sorry, tendency t- to tendency to kind of fade out of the game exactly. But like any given possession, he can be the best player on the floor. So I I don't know if I'm alone in that. I know Owen's a check guy, yeah. so you probably want to take that one. Yeah, I'll speak to that. I think on Houston, um, he might have some trouble. I'll, I'll yeah. concede that point. You don't I think, think Jalen Green can mentor him a little bit? <laughs> Guys, he's a bucket. Guys, I mean, he's a bucket. He is a bucket. Just for yeah, for the record. But there's a lot of ego down there in Houston, and Chet to me doesn't seem like he's like a super outspoken dude. He seems a bit more reserved. So I could see him just getting just getting put on a leash down there. But I don't know. I I want to see him like I want to see him in like um, OKC or like uh, Detroit. Even Orlando be, Magic these days. Yeah, I'm yeah, down even Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. But no, I, I totally I to me, my one my one, two, three is uh Holmgren, Jabari Smith, and then Bankero. Like I, I would I would take Jabari Smith over Bankero, but I think they're all really good players. I know no one cares, but this is mine. Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Jade Ivy three. And then Benchero. Wow. And then Benchero four. I'm a Jade Ivy guy as well. I wow. love Jade Ivy. Lit John Moran two How would you rate those four, Ethan? Um that's a that's a tough one. I've been trying to do this in my head all day. What you were saying, Philly, is it's pretty on the money. So Bancaro, the upside is nice. It's not it's not something to mortgage the future for though, but he is gonna be a player. Chet, maybe not. I personally love Chet as my guy. He's probably my one. Um maybe Ivy two, just because he's so ridiculously nice explosive. Goal. But there are some serious question marks with him, so maybe he actually should be the four, the clear four there. Um, and then I'll take Bancaro over Jabari Smith because Bancaro can do more with the ball in his hands. Jabari Smith That's is true. a bit more of a pick and popper. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can – I'd probably have Smith one, and I would have uh, Bancaro, Holmgren, Ivy. I, I think that Smith is going to be able to – hit the ground running pretty much wherever he goes like he seems like the type yeah. of guy that's just gonna like be very malleable mm-hmm. with whatever team he goes on i think he's the safest bet of all the players can you imagine him with like Cade? yeah that's what oh i'm saying my god yeah that would be unbelievable like, get him a guard. actually gets a guard <laughs> because i picked auburn to win and i was like oh these guys say the auburn guards suck like it's not gonna matter oh they suck it mattered uh, that was my bad so you think um, you guys sure he'd be better than bagley in that system yeah <laughs> well bagley's looking not that bad these days They're he's kind of a the NBA. Yeah, his dad was right all along. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to ask Ethan, guys? Uh, hopefully, somebody bet on took Ethan's advice and bet on Kansas. Somebody out there, some I, crazy. Person. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Now next year, you gained a lot of pub going into next year. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just you know if it's money related, take my bets. If it's not money related, maybe don't take them. Mm. Okay. All right. There we go. I like it. We'll have to have you back on before the draft to talk a little more about these uh, NBA prospects, but it's been a pleasure. We appreciate it, man. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Mitchell. 
Mitchell. Mitchell. Down to the 25. Going to do some more hoops. Going to talk some NBA quickly. Uh, Lakers were obviously eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. I don't want to talk too much about the Lakers because... Why not? Well, yeah, you, you're not tired of talking about him yet. Um, but there are a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Number one was Anthony Davis saying that he absolutely thinks the Lakers could have won the championship if everybody just stayed healthy. So so then there's no problems with the roster. Just bring everybody back next year, right? Run it uh, back, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. A little Marcus Morris situation. Yeah, maybe just... If I didn't, you know, if I wasn't out, we would have won <laughs> against the Suns. Exactly, exactly. Don't sell yourself short. I, I see the vision there. Second of all was LeBron saying this afternoon that if he could choose one active player to play with well first of all they said one player to play with who do you want to play with and he said brawny that's who i want to play with and then they said no 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 he has to, he has to be settle down lebron <laughs> yeah, yeah. calm down uh-huh. maverick carter he said lebron you got to be you know active and he goes steph curry give me steph curry and then they asked steph curry about this and he basically said in so many words i'm good i'm not going anywhere you're not coming here so we're good um anything on those two you wanted to touch on yeah, no, the AD comment is ridiculous. Uh, but it's nice to see, like, all the cope from the Lakers because I can only imagine the, like, I case I'm sure in their heads before this season, they're like, like, we're going to the finals, you know? Like, they're like, we got mellow. Like, this guy used to, this guy was, like, number three pick. Like, he was really good. So they're More they're first rounders than so. any team in NBA history. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, I'm sure at this point, they're, like, in shock a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I find the, the cope pretty funny from them. Yeah. It's, they, they signed Mello and they're like, have we seen the best version? Yeah. Like, is there another gear left? Like another MVP season? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can he kick it up another notch? Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. I saw Rob Plinka said preseason that this was the greatest collection of talent in any team in NBA history, which I mean, on the surface, like, yeah, if you're playing NBA 2K14, but it's NBA 2K22. Yeah. So. That, that was my genius of the week for, for LeBron saying, you know, I want to play with Steph. Uh-huh. And I love how it's just, first of all, it was on um, what's the shop. Chop. Uh, what's the, the shop? The shop. shop. I was about to say chopped. <laughs> just shop. Chop. The shop. <laughs> so it, comes out, it comes out on the shop one day after the Lakers get eliminated. One day after the Lakers get eliminated, they already recorded that. <laughs> LeBron's out here saying he wants to play with Steph. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, but like, I love LeBron. Just, you know, we didn't make the playoffs. Literally doesn't matter. What a maniac. Steph's going to be on my team one day, but no, it won't happen. I don't. How crazy is it to say, like, not too many people want to play with LeBron? Like, I. Like, I think people have kind of caught on with the LeBron thing, where it's like, maybe you get a championship, but the last couple of years are pretty bad. Because he just sucks the life out of the team and, like, the resources and everything. It's not worth it. It's like it's like Big Cat said. He's a destroyer of worlds. He comes and he takes all your assets, and then he leaves you at the, in the pits of the earth. That's what he's done everywhere he's ever gone. So I think it's just not worth it at this point. Plus, like, I'm not I'm not picking on the guy. I think the guy's amazing, but, like... He doesn't really like try on like half the time anymore. He like do- hasn't bothered to show up for a couple weeks. Like he th- he literally April <laughs> fooled everybody into thinking, oh, it's just April Fools. But he's literally not coming back. He's just sitting on the bench in like weird t-shirts from bands, wearing sunglasses. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I- you're not making the playoffs. Like, you know, you know what was the best part to me? Where I can't believe I even said this. Like a month ago, I was like. 
you know, maybe LeBron for MVP. Like <laughs> you did say, I that. did say that. So I'm ashamed for saying that. Hand up. I apologize. But it's he's had such a weird year where not even a month ago he's tr- going so hard. Sixty points after sixty points, forty eight minutes a game. Don't take me out. I want to get the scoring title. And then with ten games left, he's like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Like, what? I I don't know if it's just me who thinks this. I've watched a lot of him this year. I think it's like. I think he literally goes into every game with the same mindset. Like, I'm going to shoot a little bit in the first half. I'm going to see if I can get it going in the third quarter. If I can't get it going by then, I'm just, I'm really not interested in, like, trying the rest of the game. It's like, if I get it going, great. I'll I'll put up numbers tonight. But if I'm not, I'm perfectly content going, like, 10 for 25, not playing defense, not really doing anything, and us losing. It's kind of, like... The most true thing is that the NBA teams assume the personality of their best player, and the Lakers are entirely his personality. It's not; they're very disconnected, they're very disjointed. I, I have no clue what's going to happen with them this summer. Here we are saying we didn't want to talk about the Lakers, and we got ten minutes out of them. But anything you wanted to say, on? Yeah, well, I think the sentiment from that what I from like what I've heard is that they want to kind of run it back, which to me would be a disaster. They got no choice. Um, they're gonna have to. Yeah, they I know. It's st- like they're stating the ob- they're, they're stating the obvious. It's like like you said, like you guys don't have a choice. Do like, you guys know who the highest paid player in the NBA is next season? It's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. Oh mercy! Wow. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I don't know what you do there. I guess play it one more year if you have to, and then just like get rid of everybody, like buy out some contracts if you have to, and just start from scratch build around kendrick nine because hopefully he plays next year did you see oh, the... don't be don't don't worry he's opting in yeah <laughs> don't worry <laughs> he's not there. going anywhere yeah <laughs> you're gonna have to buy that one out he um <laughs> did you see the season highlight video of his? yeah i did yeah it's eight <laughs> seconds and it's him it's like the lakers have signed Ken, you know the graphic they yeah. do like him holding the ball and then it was like the ball rolling towards him as he sits there in street clothes <laughs> on the bench that was his season <laughs> highlight the, the the bone bruise of kendrick nine um anyway Anyway, uh, more impressive stat. I saw these two, and I thought these were pretty amazing. The Lakers have missed the playoffs 12 times in 74 years. Seven of those have come in the last nine seasons. So things are going really well for the Lakers. That's one stat. Second stat was Chris Paul has been on five teams, and on four of them, he set their franchise wins record. He did it with the Clippers. He did it with the Hornets. He did it with Houston, and he did it with Phoenix. The only team he didn't do it with was Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City still made the playoffs when he was there. So which one of those is more amazing? I'm going to go with – I don't really – I'm going to go with the Lakers uh, – not the Lakers, Chris Paul. I think mm. that's more impressive. Like a guy that – and, you know, I think sometimes we take Chris Paul for granted, but – I mean, honestly, every team he's went to, it's it's true. It's he's made them into into essentially a contender every time. So, I know it's tough. He's had his you know playoff failures, but setting a franchise win record is is no small feat. So, um, and like you said, he he had a tremendous season in Oklahoma too. So, uh, I think that's more impressive for for a player to you know carry that title with him. Yeah, I give him a ton of credit, uh, especially going back to OKC. I mean, that team was you know that team was basically rebuilding like they were not expected to do much of a thing and he willed that team to a playoff spot so i i think i mean he is just as as he's gotten older has cemented his in my opinion his like position among maybe a top being a top five point guard of all time like i think he's that at that level at this point just based on wins alone 
I think he just needs that championship to, to solidify himself in that spot. If he gets that this year, he's probably going, what, top like three. He's going to be right up yeah. there because the guy, I mean, he the Clippers playoff failures were pretty big and bright, but uh, the guy just wins wherever he goes. And it's kind of unfortunate that like they really had a good team in Houston and he got stuck with that freaking fat jerk um and they <laughs> lost that series but anyway it's just and the other thing is i want to give credit to chris paul because it's not just that he wins it's that he elevates everybody around him too like, yeah <clears throat> devin booker his career has has taken a, a massive step up step up since being with chris paul it's probably the best thing that could have ever happened to his career mm -hmm. so i give credit to him at eight and two the only person who didn't step up was James Harden because he was like, whoa, whoa, you, you, you want to make people better? No. These people yeah. are here to get my rebounds, dude. Relax. Yeah. Um, Draymond Green this week said, quote, it's that time of year where I start shooting 40% from three. Not a fake quote. One of the most ridiculous things I ever heard. Draymond Green, it's that time of year where I start shooting 40% from three. Don't think that's how it works, fam. The calendar doesn't hit April and you're like, great. My problems are solved. Like, I'm, I'm about to splash it up. Yeah, there's about maybe five guys in the NBA that have the I'm going to turn it on switch, and Draymond Green is not, not even close to that list. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to, like, pump his team up or give himself some confidence, but, uh, yeah, I don't – no one has – any team that's playing the Golden State Warriors doesn't have to worry about Draymond Green shooting 40% from three. Yeah, you don't you don't think the Mavericks are like, guys – He said the, it. He said it. Like, go close out harder. Yeah. Team meeting. Kids, like, playing it on, like, the PowerPoint. It's like, I want to show you guys something. <laughs> that's a wild statement. I don't, I don't know if I have anything to add. That's uh, crazy. Fair enough. I, yeah, that's all you need yeah. to say. I respect it. Uh, lastly, Lonzo Ball will not return for the Bulls this season. He's sort of had an up and down year. When he was on, he was really good. Um, I don't know, Owen, you're more of a Lonzo Ball guy than me, but this sort of seems like the story of his career. He does progress as he ages, and he has hit checkpoints, and he's kind of a winning basketball player. He's just had a really hard time staying on the court and hasn't been in good situations. This is probably his best situation, and it's not exactly great to see him out for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're the Bulls, you probably prioritize um Lonzo Ball's healthier because I don't think they're really going to do anything in the playoffs I think I was looking today at their at their record against top eight teams and they're two and 20 against top eight teams so it's really unlikely that they're going to be able to do much in the playoffs especially where they're seated now so I mean they probably prioritize his health for that reason and, and take extra precaution um but yeah I mean I totally agree with you when Lonzo Ball has taken strides every year he's played he's become a legitimate you know, really high quality defender uh, and a really effective, efficient three-point shooter. So I think you, the Bulls see him as like a pretty significant piece of their future. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think actually probably quickly, we might might as well just burn through some of these award picks because I don't know when we're going to have the time to actually not or actually do that. So I think we should just burn through it now. There's only about a week left in the season. Um, I got a couple of them down here. I think rookie of the year, they have Evan Mobley as the favorite. They got Scotty Barnes in second, Cade in third. If you're wondering what the preseason odds were, Jalen Green was the overwhelming favorite. Um, he has he absolutely dropped off the face of the earth in that one. He has had five straight 30-point games, but he is also the worst defender in maybe NBA history, according to the advanced. He is a bucket. But he is a bucket. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, just want to make sure that's... Uh -huh. I'm a no. bucket. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, Cade Cunningham was second in preseason odds. I think Cade could have won if he didn't get hurt. He's been mm -hmm. that good in the second second half of the season 
but to me, it's kind of a toss-up. I'm okay with Mobley or Scotty. I think they're both going to have great careers. I know people are more strongly towards Scotty. Probably Alex and Owen are both in that department. But I think it's a toss-up. I'm okay with whoever wins. But you defend your boy. I'll defend my boy just because. I mean, I've watched like 80% of Raptors games this year, and I, you know, I've a lot of guys have been hyping him up. Kevin Durant's hyped him up. Some other guys have hyped him up. Uh, LeBron saw new back in grade eight. LeBron and Scotty would be good. New. So. I'm totally agreeing with them. This kid, like, Scotty's shown some flashes, and I think you guys can all agree where you're like, a kid that's 20 years old should not know how to do some of these things. So, been super impressed with him, um, and I think he should win Rookie of the Year. I personally haven't been able to watch as much Mobley as maybe some other people have. I've seen some highlights, and he also looks unbelievable. Um, he, he looks like prime Chris Bosh, so he's only going to get better as well. So, I'm good with whoever wins it. I love Cade, too, so... I'd love for Scotty to win it. That's my guy. But, you know, I've seen Cade play a lot too. And, and he's just, he's going to be a, a great point guard in the NBA. So um, I, I think, you know, whoever wins, it's deserving of it. So I'm good with all three of those guys. And those are probably the, I'll, I'll throw, Giddy isn't in the rookie of the year race, but I'll throw him in as well. Like those are four picks that, you know, th- those teams nailed. And, and I think they're going to be NBA players for a really long time. Yeah. Giddy was also Adam's, uh, Rookie of the Year pick. Let's, Let's go. go for all the viewers that. Remember I was gonna that. bring it yeah. up, but glad you remembered. <laughs> yeah, of course you're not gonna forget. Um, but yeah, no, I think it it's like a super close coin flip. Like they their numbers, if you look at them, are really 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 similar. Um, like Scotty Barnes maybe has better assist numbers, so I would maybe maybe you can give him the edge on that. But I don't know. I think that whoever wins it is does it's fine by me. I think they're both in the same tier, so it's a toss up. Yeah, I think the best testament you could give Mobley is his team has not been good when he's not on the floor. That's probably the biggest prop up you can give him. And without him and Allen, they look awful. So uh, shout out to both those guys. Cleveland had quite the turnaround. Jalen Suggs was the third favorite in the preseason, by the way, who's not looked very good for the Magic, but (laughs) I think he's maybe just on the Magic. Um, Sixth man of the year is going to go to Tyler Hero. There's like no race there. Oh, and this is your victory lap moment. This is a pretty big checkpoint because he wasn't good last year. It was remember his his like value in the summer was kind of in question. People were like, oh, I don't know, like this guy could like they're worried about like his social standing. He's had a fantastic season, like twenty five and four. I think he's yeah. averaging thirty nine percent from three. He's had a great season. Oh, and this is your victory lap. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can. You you set all the numbers. You spelled him out there. He's shooting like yeah, almost forty percent from three um on like seven attempts like he's he's shooting really well um he's been like a super super important piece off the bench for them um so yeah i i mean i was kind of surprised because of how he declined like i thought we were going to see maybe a similar level to how he played last year um but he had that kid and i don't know if that you know fired him up a little bit the baby because dropped. yeah the baby <laughs> the baby dropped and the outfits have been have been good so i think that's like a good sign that he's feeling good feeling good about himself anytime a player like gets his gets a kid it's it's like automatic like you should bet something on them like whether they're like six man of the year like championship year mvp like it works every single time i know fred van vliet his wife gave birth to his first child like mid playoffs and then he turned it on and was shooting like 55 percent from three i remember that he was one of our most clutch players um but back to tyler hero yeah had that pretty bad sophomore slump and I just respect him even more because he's a guy on Miami where it's like 
Jimmy Butler stinks in the fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry's Kyle Lowry. Like, he's past his prime. And then, you know, you got Bam as well. But it's like, Tyler comes in the game and you're like, please save us. And he's he's a guy where I'm like, I'm confident. It's like, he could save us, like, in this game. Like, you run a couple plays for him and it's like, like, thank God, like, Tyler Hero saved us. Yeah, he's kind of like the straw that stirs the drink Where I, like, like, trust him in games at this point. So, he went from, you know, the highest of highs in the bubble season to the lowest of lows, you know, Tyler Hero and Bumper... Bumper, uh, bumper smashes, <laughs> yeah. and now he's back up to you know his, the peak of his powers. So um, I'm I'm a huge Tyler Hero guy, and also like you said, his value was was varying. I mean, it was at one point where they're like, "Well, will the Heat give Duncan Robinson a two hour hero?" And it's like, "Whoa, yeah, for like, Lowry." Which obviously they held out yeah. Hero, like you know, I still would have thought it was it'd be silly to trade Hero for Lowry, but um, his value was was varying quite a bit. It was. And now Robinson's not even starting anymore, yeah, unfortunately. They got to figure out something with that contract because that's a stinker. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. One thing, though, on the on the baby thing is I don't know what's been – like, I follow Tyler on the gram, on Instagram. Do you? And, like, when the baby first dropped, he was posting, like, all the time, but he hasn't been posting the baby, like, in months. So I don't uh, know what's, like – Diaper duty. Mm, got to put yeah. down the phone. She yeah. she doesn't like him on the phone. That's a joke for three people. <laughs> um, anyway, defensive player of the year is one of those awards I really do not care about. To Same. be honest, I I literally do, I I know like here okay. There's varying levels. I respect who wins, but I am nowhere near the person who should be judging who wins defensive player of the year. I I cannot keep up that much. The odds right now, Marcus Smart is the favorite, and Bam Adebayo is close second. Bridges sort of tagging back in third. Rudy Gobert in in uh, fourth. Rudy Gobert, we can we can scram. He's got three of them already. He can move. Um, Go. Mikhail Bridges, I like. I think he'll probably get one of these. I would probably lean towards Marcus Smart because if you're looking at this defensive player of the year to me is kind of like a historical thing or like you look back on it like it's a resume builder. I won defensive player of the year. Marcus Smart has been a great defender for so long. Probably, you know, if he's having this good of a season, maybe give it to him now or he's never going to get it. Bam, might have another chance. This is probably it for Marcus Smart. So I'm okay with him winning it long and short. I think, yeah, I agree. I think he should win it. Like you said, he's been a really good defender for a really long time. So I'm okay with him winning, but by no stretch am I, you know, oh my God, like who's going to win defensive player of the year. (laughs) This guy got robbed. I really don't care. What do you got? I just care that it's not Gobert. I Mm. just hope it's not Gobert. Anybody but Gobert. It's, and then they're just going to get bounced again. So I don't want to see that, but I was going to say, if I were to choose anybody, although I, I I don't really care that much, maybe (laughs) give it to smart because the team is, his team's good. Yeah. That that's true yeah. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Phoenix is good too, but but yeah. he's got not time. as good as Boston. Yeah, he's got time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um another one that's pretty subjective is most improved player. John Moran is gonna win. But I think no. the weird thing about most improved player is like you say no, right? Because yeah. I'm guessing you would say well, explain why you would say no. Well, I just think so first of all, people a lot of people point to their record. And the record is basically just as good without John Morant. And then his numbers are like quite, you know, similar to what they were last year. And and as far as, as well as the narrative, like people view, like to me, he, he was like an all-star or borderline all-star type player last year. And this year he was as well. So I don't really see the, the huge, huge improvement. I think he went from like, a, I don't know, like top 
25 player to like a top 15 player which is a pretty big jump if you're getting better than 10 guys at that level i understand that you could be very improved but at the same time to me like why is this not darius garland like to me that's the definition of improving or Dejounte murray those are two guys that are like from the borderline of like decent starter to like all-star that's a more substantial jump to me but john morant's gonna win this is kind of a narrative driven thing so I don't really. I mean, who cares who wins most improved player? It's it, who even can you name who won last year? Like I can't. I literally don't. Randall. Know. Oh, it was Randall. That's right. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. it? Uh-huh. Yeah. He could win least improved player this year. <laughs> right most depressed player. Yeah. Stagnated. Um, yeah. I I agree. It's I already thought Jaw was a great player, and sure you can say he improved, but I'm not like like floored and like whoa where'd this come from like this came out of nowhere i mean he's the number one guy on the grizzlies like a lot of like stuff runs through him like i don't know i didn't expect anything less like um but someone like darius garland did you know kind of blow me away because you know he was a decent prospect for a little bit but like this year all-star and you know leading the Cavs to a pretty good year so I'd, i'd probably pick someone like darius garland instead too so yeah i like garland and murray more were there any other picks? I feel like we're... yeah, there's tons of guys who are close. Like I mean, to be honest, to me, like Tyrese Maxey could be in there. Desmond Bain, Miles Bridges, like those are all guys who've taken yeah. big steps this season. Yeah. Even a Jaron Jackson, like I don't know. There's yes. just so many names. So many guys get better every year that it, this award needs a new criteria. Uh, last two here, Coach of the Year, Monty Williams looks like he's gonna win. Which again, this is sort of a like a I care about Coach of the Year more than I do Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. This is again another one where it's like it goes on your resume. Pops only got like three, four. He's the greatest coach ever in basketball. So like, I mean, if you're doing it that way, he could have won like ten, right? But it, it's just one of those things that good coaches get. Monty Williams probably deserves it. Tons of good jobs this year. Like Taylor Jenkins in Memphis did great. Ime Udoka in Boston looked like he was going to get fired in December, and then he turned it around. But Monty Williams is fantastic. I don't even – I mean, you guys have anything to add there? I've, you guys know I've been a Monty Williams guy for a really long time. Like you said, Ime Udoka is really good too. Um, I think he should get some credit. And uh, Taylor Jenkins. I think I think Taylor Jenkins should, should, should win because – jaw has been out for a combined month maybe even more than a month and he's been been able to get his guys to go 20 and 2 without jaw their best player and play some unbelievable basketball and they're not you know picking dubs up against the rockets or or they're actually getting smashed by the rockets but then they go and beat the suns mm-hmm. like it's unbelievable they've, they've beaten some really good teams without jaw so you know what what else is that than than the coach like the coach is preparing his guys and they're ready to play and and um i i'd probably cast my vote for taylor jenkins just given the massive improvement from playing to you know being the third or fourth team to clinch this year um i i I was really impressed yeah i i i'm with you phil i think this is like kind of like defensive player of the year and i think it's, it's hard to evaluate because it's a lot of times i feel like it just ends up being which team exceeded expectations by the most. And then whoever that team is, you just choose their coach. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Udok, whoever Boston's coach is, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He could be a decent pick. Monty Williams could too. So I'm kind of indifferent on that. Um, so yeah, not, not a, a word I super care a lot about, honestly. Yeah. I think we're all in the same boat there. And the last one, obviously, is MVP. At the beginning of the season, Luca was the favorite to win. Luca's come on to the point where he's got to be top five, but it seems like this top three is pretty impenetrable for the last three months. It's been Jokic, it's been uh, Giannis, and it's been Embiid. Now, 
there's been some push for Booker lately. I can put him in the top five with, with Doncic and maybe Tatum would be the guys battling out for the back half of that. That I'm fine with. These top three have been impenetrable. I think we're all going to agree on, on who should win, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> I think we know. I think I yeah. think I think all smart people know what is the most yeah. valuable player. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He's the definition yeah. of valuable. Like without him, yeah. it's a G League team. Again, Adam and I saw this team without him in one of the three games he's missed this season or whatever, and they were abominable. They were <laughs> so bad, and it was literally like they need Fauci Composo to get buckets because that's how bad it is. But when he is there. He is a play yeah. driver. They've had they've been without their two best players all season. Giannis already has his two. I know he's been great this season. I know Embiid might never win if he doesn't win now, yeah. but you just, I mean, how can you not vote for this guy? Yeah, come see him, Jeff Green, and Austin Rivers tonight, you know? Like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and somehow they're still going to make the playoffs and they still win games. So, yeah, I, I think I've said my piece on him. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. I like it. We're People all in agreement. Page. All right. Yeah. Off of basketball, let's talk some football. Little NFL trade this week. Saints and the Eagles doing a little draft pick swap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, this is one of those things that, I'm going to be honest, it's hard to break down. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Yeah. I just saw like eight picks, and I was like, okay. I don't have time to look through this. <laughs> if you want the summation, the Saints got 16 and 19 for 18, 101, and then their first next year. So they got an extra pick, basically, is how wow. that works. Yeah. Uh-huh. I will say, though, the Eagles are kind of like... this. Watts uh, relying on Jalen Hurts right now for the Eagles. I don't know how I feel about this. They're really selling the future on Jalen Hurts. We're going to find out if he's good or bad. So I guess I like it for them. And the Saints, I feel great. I don't know. You like it? I mean, I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm... a. Jalen Hurts, like, I'm number one of his number one fans. So I feel great. Maybe the Build number one him. fan. Yeah, might be. Uh-huh. You got a weird favorite group of players. You got yeah. Tyler Eulis, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Tyler Hero. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These trades, they kind of confuse me because I'll see them, like, because they always refer to the, like, big trades where there were, like, eight picks from, like, last year or the year before that. And then the Eagles are somehow always part of these trades. And then, I don't know, dude. I just get confused. I'm like, are they referring Miami. to a trade? Yeah, Eagles in Miami and, like, San Francisco. It's always them. Like, I'm like, are they referring to a trade from, like, 2019? Like, I don't know. It's, to me, I, I, like you said, I can't keep up with, you know, what where'd the six-round pick go and why does that matter? And, but, yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind the way I saw the trade was the Saints like still think they're a good team, so they wanted to get as many picks this year to try to because they obviously don't have a lot of money, but they still think the guys they have are decent, so they're like, let's try to get two first round picks this year and see what we can do. Which I don't think they're a good team, and they're in a pretty hard division, so I don't like it from their perspective. But no, I, I don't. Mind the that's Eagles a one. heat philosophy. I could take the I. They won eight games like with they're Ian fine. Book and Taysom Hill. Yeah, which is which is probably their theory. They're like, we won a lot of games with no quarterback, and every year before this, we were like twelve and four, twelve and four, twelve and four. So let's just let's go out and get some first round picks while we still have these guys. But I I didn't like the trade. I think yeah. they lost too much to try to get that extra first round pick. I didn't think it was worth it. I agree with that, but I also don't think they're in a hard division. Mm. It's four free wins against Carolina and Atlanta. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Facts. Atlanta's never, you know, you never know with Atlanta. Yeah. They could cover this. <laughs> <spread>. <laughs> they yeah. could cover this. You never, you never know, know with that Olamide Zacchaeus, dude. You just never know. He, he could bust free for 200. You never know. Uh, lots of DK Metcalf rumors flying around out there. Oh, my God. There's tons. I, I, I've never seen something like this. This is insane. It's just rumor after rumor. They keep getting shot down. I, I'm of the belief that where there is smoke, there is fire. I do think he's going to get traded. I have no clue where. I saw a report today that was like, the uh, the Jets have not offered the tenth pick for DK Metcalf. Wow. I was like, oh really? Thanks. That's that's breaking news. But I do think he's going to get traded. Where I don't know. Yeah, I think he's for sure on the move. I I don't see the really the reason necessarily to keep him around. Like, um, I think he's more useful to the seahawks is like picks or, or something that they could get back in return for him so i like the jets because you got <laughs> a nice you know, quarterback who i mean he's obviously got an arm and he likes to stretch the defense out yeah so get get him like a deep threat somebody with straight line speed and then i think that's a kind of like a match made in heaven for both those guys because he usually hits them hey when they go down deep like, yeah I mean, somebody yeah match made in <laughs> yeah, heaven for hit. both those guys dk would love yeah. that yeah russell wilson to zach wilson Oh, yeah. Who's your quarterback, Wilson? <laughs> yeah. Uh, same guy. Nothing <laughs> changed. Uh, you were saying the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't think he's actually going to go to the Ravens, but I saw Lamar Lamar wants him. So, I mean, if Lamar wants him, maybe they'll make some moves. He was talking about it. So. Lamar also I likes Antonio Brown. Lamar wants a lot of people. <laughs> <Yeah>. so Maybe <laughs> Lamar should, like, much. focus on, like, signing his contract. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. weird one. I saw the thing that was, like, he's too focused on the season to worry about a contract. It's like, dude, maybe... Like it's April. Like yeah. there's still time before the season, bro. You yeah. can bang out this contract now. <laughs> Is it just me or do like people make contracts seem like it's you know you're 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 making a company go public or some shit? Like like it's you need all this like paperwork and it's some crazy like yeah. Totally like, what, what the hell's your agent f- there for? Well, he, he Lamar's like, rocking. Like no your agent, agent takes like he doesn't have an agent. He's rocking him. You're lying. He, yeah, that he okay. negotiates. Right, maybe get an agent. Then. I didn't know he was doing it by himself. Maybe like take more time, then. Yeah. Because you want to make sure you're reading. All Extend that. the deadline. Quite a lot. Yeah. He's like, it's gonna take me a bit, guys. Yeah. I don't have anybody to make this easier for me. He comes yeah. home after I'm only practice. On page, like, four. Comes home after. Yeah, exactly. Does some light reading. It's like oh, he's still got two hundred pages to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I gotta learn this and the playbook. Like, no, like one or the other. I can only focus on the season or the contract. It's one or the one of the other. Um, NFL quote pushing for flag football at the 2028 Olympics. Um, I'm good. Yeah, I don't think I would watch flag football. I'm okay. I like I understand the country aspect, but like. It's, doesn't appear overly interesting to me like i see where the appeal is for the nfl like football in other countries but like <laughs> would you watch flag football this would like, be like basketball at the olympics all over again like no it would be like basketball with one hoop like you're you're losing a key element of the game yeah i'm just saying like what other country would compete against the states in flag football That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah okay i guess i miss <laughs> that's what is, i mean is... like <laughs> The good thing is there's probably not a lot of countries that play flag football. So like, Adam, you could like declare Algeria and you could probably start. <laughs> good point. Good point. Oh, that, that is true. That is true. Maybe we yeah. can all like, yeah, we can try to, maybe let's all try to get some Algerian citizenship and try I'm to down. 
try to get there. I don't think I could pull that. Yeah, I'm gonna have a tough time with that one. (laughs) 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 They're gonna get me to proof of residency, and I'm gonna start sweating. Then I'm gonna be in some trouble. I'm sure a couple like five dollar bills under the table, they'd give you a citizenship. (laughs) Then in that case, in that case, you're looking at at the Olympics. Yeah, Algeria's newest D end is me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be trying to break through uh, Panay Sewell on the on the (laughs) USA offensive line. Just running against a brick wall. Uh, there's a couple ones here. The Steelers working to make Minka Fitzpatrick the highest-paid safety in the league. Stefan Diggs got a big amount of cash this morning. Tyron Matthews visiting with the Eagles and the Saints. Uh, and Adam Schefter's making $10 million at ESPN. I don't know how that happened, but Whoa. if you get the inroads, anything's possible. So if any, <laughs> you want to take any of those, go ahead. I love the Bills being like, yo, we need to match you up with uh, with Vaughn. Like, we can't have you leaving before Vaughn because Vaughn might still be in his prime. Like, we want you both, like, having the same contract. So I love them being, like, six years. I love, we need like, the six years. I love 38-year-old prime Vaughn Miller. It's so raw. Oh. If anybody can do it, it's the Aggie. Yeah. I was, I was going to say on Shefty, how much is how much are they paying Stephen A? It's, like, 12 because... to 14, I think. Okay. Do you think he's looking at the nine? Like this guy just breaks news. Like I'm out there, uh, like every yeah. day. That's what I'm just saying. like boots on takes. the mfing ground. Yeah. <laughs> I think Stephen yeah. A does way more than Adam Schefter does. Stephen A. Yeah. All you need to know about Stephen A. is they woke him up when Kawhi got traded, and he called in like two minutes after two minutes after he woke up. All you need to know about Stephen A. is there's literally a podcast episode out there called Hour Two. Stephen A. gets the vaccine. All you need to know is that man does not stop working. Yeah, day, night. Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bargain. Twelve million. Yeah, maybe get like Lamar to negotiate the next contract get a few more squeeze squeeze yeah. spin for a few more billions. well <laughs> no he should he should uh lamar should get um adam Schefter's agent yeah because Schefter or... sh- making 10 mil is whoa yeah espn pays 10 million so they can put on the ticker like according to espn like it's kind of crazy yeah. they got <laughs> crazy money maybe throw us a bag i don't know yeah i don't know that's pretty worth it um i just you know, we talked about Trevon, Trayvon Diggs saying he wants to play with his brother, so that was a tough look today, seeing him get signed for that amount of money. Like we said, that yeah. Cowboys are not going to afford that. So that was tough. And I feel like Adam Schefter does an underrated amount of work. Like, we're hating a little bit too much. Oh, I respect him. Like, like I'm sure he's also up, like, all day and night, like, talking to these teams, trying to get some info. All oh, of that. I respect any newsbreaker because it takes <laughs> no literally because it, it takes years worth of connections to even sniff that. I don't know how Shams did it at like age twenty one. Like, anyway, Bill Belichick says what Tom Brady is to offense. Another not a fake quote. I when Bill Belichick speaks like once a year, I don't know how this one came out. He says what Tom Brady is to offense, what Lawrence Ta- Lawrence Taylor is to defense, Matthew Slater is to special teams. Actual quote. Um, now. I, I'm just flabbergasted by this one. Is this what Bill has come to? He's like, well, I couldn't keep Tom Brady, but I kept Matt Slater the GOAT. So that's really all that matters for my legacy. 
are we gonna say he's wrong like do (laughs) i mean like do we know anything about special teamers like who's the best gunner in the in the league like well we'd have to check the madden ratings last couple years yeah yeah Yeah. like i couldn't tell you top 100 did you you crack it last year it was it was pretty silly so yeah and some of the social media accounts fell for that um they were like you know fire emoji like bill belichick hyping up his guy matthew slater and then it's like highlights i'm like highlights like <laughs> what highlights are there and it was like one block punt and and him being on special like and then like them punting to somebody else and him just like ramming the returner and that was it i'm like wow let's go that's what championships no. are made of this is like another to me this is just another bill belichick i'm smarter than everybody because he's like you guys like you old heads like you bums out there you're thinking like offense and defense like yeah yeah. the rest like smart guys like we don't even care about that anymore like receivers and QBs don't even we're off that like we're on to special teams like that's what the big brands are doing you guys think the NFL centers around offense it's actually special teams yeah that's Uh where you want to put the money yeah exactly he's like games are not decided in the trenches anymore they're decided on the on the outsides of the punt (laughs) who can get down there fast enough yeah then yeah. if it was an offensive league, yeah. uh, it's a special teams league. <laughs> Which like go to special teams isn't like like Vinatieri or Devin Hester? Like yeah. doesn't that seem yeah. more obvious? Maybe yeah. like a kicker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> lastly, in uh, or I guess we could just move on. Uh, opening days today which is exciting for many reasons. Opening day is a nice holiday. It's one of those things that's a joyous thing, you know? It's the only time of the year you'll probably watch one of these teams, and it's just on. You'll maybe tune in for a batter or a couple pitches. And also the Masters are this weekend. I love the Masters. I know that this show, considering this is probably the first time golf has ever been mentioned on this show, um, we're not golf fans. But I love the Masters. I watch on the Sunday. I watch on the Saturday. Great event. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, that and opening day, two kind of seasonal things, you know, you know, it's spring when those hit. So if you wanted to talk about either of those two, go ahead. I agree with Phil just recently started watching the masters and that's the only thing that I I started watching it last year. And I was like, all right, this is pretty sick. Literally do not turn on any other golf tournament besides the masters. So, uh, I'm a masters guy. I'll watch for a couple of days and, uh, yeah, opening day is pretty sick. Opening day is like for a whole week. So it's like, all right, I got today and then, you know, up until next week. It's because they still got the little banners. I guess they yeah. change it, though. They change it from opening day to opening week. But um, it's still good. Like you said, you get to watch some of the – I get to watch some of the NL teams because I don't really watch uh, the NL that much. Yeah, so we it's don't. good. I like the, you know, the classic like Nationals versus Mets game. So um, kind of see what's going on there. So it's uh, it's it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, for opening day, I'm, unless it's playoff baseball, I don't really watch other teams for the most part. Like, unless there's, like, a, I have, like, a really, like, some weird reason to, but I'll be watching the Jays. For those who don't remember, one of Owen's favorite traditions early on in this show was just going, this week I'm watching the, uh, and then he would type in Toronto Blue Jays into this keyboard and go, we've got the Royals and we've got the Phillies, and I'm looking forward to watching these games. Who we got this weekend, for old time's sake? We got the the Rangers. Mm. Yeah, so that's like a, you know, that's at our home. boy. We're going to be against our boy. At home. Yeah, at home. Let's go. At home. Um, and then to the Masters, I heard Tiger was playing. He is. Who knows for how Couldn't long? Be a big deal. But because then he won it. He won it like two years ago, right? Twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three years ago. Um, but yeah, that's another one. I won't. I won't be watching that. But I hope Tiger wins. Mm. 
Baseball, okay. I don't know if yeah. this will offend some people, but baseball to me, when it's not the Blue Jays, when it's any other, it's a good like background uh, yeah. sport. Oh, you just kind of have it. Like I, I'm not gonna watch the whole thing, but just you know, you're on your phone, you're doing something else, but you're like, okay, this was accidental. But MLB, you know, they put the 150 bucks on my credit card for the league pass again. And That's okay. I'm not complaining That's because okay. it's just gonna be on in the background while I fold laundry or do stuff. Yeah, and I'm gonna send Owen the login this year so he can grind oh, some games. Yes. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> I know nobody likes baseball more than him. Um, yes. Because. I didn't want them to charge me. I'm not going to lie. But I went in and they said, you can't cancel. Um, <laughs> anyway. What you going to do? What, what can you do? Did anybody have cap of the week or, or cap or not? Sorry. Or no. I didn't have one. I didn't have one. No. Okay. Perfect. All right. On to genius of the week. Bozo of the week. Can I, can I do an emergency cap or not? Whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. okay. I, I was just on Twitter. And I saw a story that says Selena Gomez has not been on the internet for oh, yeah. four and a half years. This Did actually, I saw this yeah. and I thought about putting it on, but then she was talking about like how, you know, like it's helped like her like mental state or whatever. So I was like, I don't really mm. know like if I can like hate on this because like, I don't want to be like, <laughs> you're a liar, like stop lying. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with not cap to be supportive because okay. she does get bullied a fair amount. I feel like, like Demi Lovato, if she ever found the internet, like holy, but Selena Gomez gets it pretty bad. So is, but like, okay. I find it hard to believe she hasn't like gone on like Google like a recipe or something or gone on YouTube to be like shit like how do I fix this? Or I something feel like, like that. that's yeah. not part of it, but I feel but like that's not included. The internet. Okay, well I guess like she yeah, could just, say, you just social say social media. media then if that was what it was. Yeah, exactly. if it's social social media, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, there we know. go. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> anyway, cap. Genius of the week. Alex is going with LeBron <laughs> for mm-hmm. the Steph Curry. Owen, would you have? So I wanted to shout out the Pelicans. So um, we're going to do a quick throwback to when Anthony Davis was going to leave the Pelicans. He, I'm sure you guys saw this. I wasn't, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't at the time, but uh, he wore a shirt to his last game that said, uh, that is all folks. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It was like a big deal. Um, and then when the Pelicans, they, they didn't they didn't eliminate the the Lakers per se, but uh, they're going to be in the play-in while the Lakers miss the playoffs, obviously. Um, and the tweet where they announced that, like after they clinched basically a play-in spot, they tweeted, that's all folks. Mm. Um, and then they said they announced their matchup against the Spurs in the play-in game. So uh, I love a little like internet pettiness. I think it's funny because obviously like Anthony Davis, you know, he ended things with the Pelicans pretty poorly. And it's nice to see him like get back. The Pelicans kind of get back at him, even if it's just like for the playing game. I think it's like it's a good move. It's I agree nice. with that. And it, you, you forgot the most outlandish part was when they asked him about why he wore that shirt. He said, "Well, I don't pick my clothes. Somebody lays them out for me." Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure you didn't pick Classic. that one that day. Yeah, class. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Um, my genius Definitely. of the week this week, I got the MLB. Now, I've had the MLB and Bozo of the Week many times over the last couple of months, so I feel like it's only right that I even things out. I'm not sure if you saw this, but this week they approved the use of something called PitchCom, which means it's basically a sign-stealing prevention, which how it works is the catcher puts this little wristband on. It's optional. You don't have to do it, but he puts a little wristband on. It's got a joystick, and it's got like a couple buttons on it. He punches it in. So it's like, this is the pitch and this is the location. And then the catcher, or sorry, the pitcher now has a speaker device in his hat 
and it reads it out to him. And then it's the same thing. You shake it off if you don't like it. And it's like fielders have the same speaker thing in their hats now so they can hear the pitch so they can fix the shift. It's optional. You don't have to use it. But some people were using it like Severino on the Yankees was like loving it. He was like, this is fantastic. Like, this is the best thing. They said it helps the speed of the game. It's cool. It's technology. I'm in. I like this. So shout out to the MLB uh, doing a little innovation. That's sick. I like that. I mean, hopefully, the, you know, the speakers aren't too loud that you're just like, <laughs> yeah, the team's, you know, hearing. But uh, I'd love to see, like, you know, catchers just playing on their on the joystick, just just, just, just moving it around, move, moving it around, location, pitch, all that stuff. Because the finger stuff was kind of we- weird. I don't know. It's I just, mean, I know it's they've been doing it for like 100 years, but yeah, this is cooler. I like this one. Well, how do you feel about pitch calm, Owen? I have a feeling it's like teams aren't going to like that. Like they're not going to, it seems a lot less efficient than doing the just signs. They, like I feel like catchers aren't going to want to do that. Yeah. I feel like it's weird. Like what if another team hacks into the base and then they have like automatic information, you know, like, isn't that worse than the garbage yeah. cans? It's like, Oh, we've been compromised. Yeah, it, <laughs> throws the headset. Off. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It just seems like it's the, like, you know, the signs with the fingers and stuff seemed like it worked fine. I don't know why they're changing this up. I don't, I think it's like a paranoia thing. Like, they don't want the runners on second stealing their signs or like another Astros oh, that's thing. Right. So, yeah. Right. I, f- I feel right. like that's kind of the reason behind it. So, interesting. Anyway. Interesting. So, we got up for it this week. We got the Pelicans, we got LeBron, and we got the Major League Baseball. I'm going MLB. Same here. I like that. I'm going Pelicans. Um, I ain't gonna go LeBron. Win to MLB. Let's go. LeBron, LeBron might have deserved it for the, oh, we missed the playoffs, but I want to play with Steph Curry. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little diversion look over here type situation. It's like, guys, I'm going to sit these games out so that you can throw this episode out on the exact day we missed the playoffs. Yeah, like, don't worry, guys. I got, I got it. it. We're, our air date's April 8th. Okay. 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 Say less. Okay. Say less. Um, Bozo of the week time. My Bozo of the week. I got Nick Wright from Fox Sports and... Um, I know most people know who this guy is at this point. He's been on Bozo of the Week many of the time. But what I forgot to include is earlier in the week, he was actually my genius of the week. So he had a dramatic switch because I don't know if you guys saw the video of him. It was a very weird video. He's wearing this NBA jumpsuit with an NBA logo on it and NBA sweats. Like it's like a Walmart type jumpsuit with just NBA logos on it. And he's like talking to this guy and he's like chiding him. He's like, I can name every NBA MVP winner in Mm. order in order and the guy like clearly like it's like on a podcast and the guy clearly is like that sounds like terrible radio like i don't want you to do that and he's like i'm doing it and then he does it <laughs> he names them all back to 1960 that. it's a pretty amazing video Whoa. he got them all in order she i know pretty impressive stuff but then later on this week he said nikola Jokic's entire mvp case is based on computers he says the computers tell me i'm an idiot if i don't vote for him is it possible your beloved computers are just flawed so nick here's a tweet you made a year ago lebron has surpassed michael jordan in offensive win shares defensive win shares bpm and vorp so which one is it man are we are we liking the computers or is it are we hating on four so nick writes about for bozo of the week this guy just absolutely running his mouth 24 7 365 i love the podcast guys just being like 
stop. Yeah, like you can tell. 1967, <laughs> Bill Russell. Or yeah. what? You can, there's a point in there where he's like, he gets to the 70s, and Nick Wright's just like humming and hawing for like 10 minutes. He's like, oh, who won in 77? And then he's like, but Kareem should have won them all. And the guy's just looking at him like, I'm not, I do not care, dude. Like, oh, please. My. <laughs> yeah. Nick. Yeah, and it was weird too because like the guy clearly wasn't interested, but then Nick's like, if I win, I'll give you 500. Or if, if I miss mess up, I'll give you 500. But if I win, I get 50. It's the guy's like, uh, he's like, ah, all right. I it's have like to be interested things. now. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like, you, you're not interested in doing something, but then they like, they bet you money. So you're like, ah, all right. You know? Yeah. And a 500 yeah. to 50 payout. Like if you're declining that, like, I mean, Nick Wright knew he was getting 50 bucks though. That's kind of another reason why he's a bozo. He just scammed this kid. We shouldn't get him on this podcast. I'll tell you that much right now. Anyway, what do you have for bozo of the week? Um, My bozo of the week is, I don't know if you guys heard about this, kind of a dark and creepy story. Um, Rapper Gunu. Have you guys heard about this? I saw this. This oh, is, and you don't know about this? This is, this is definite Bozo of the Week this material. This is so effed up. So he's a, a low-key rapper. I've never heard of him before. Um, and his well, Bozo, his family is is the Bozo. So not him. Like Was a, was a was low-key a rapper. rapper. He got he, tragically shot down uh, in, a, in a gunfight. He got shot and, and killed. And the way his family thought to honor him um, was to bring his corpse to the club one last time to party and there's and, a video and there's a video and it's like it's, i don't know how they got him standing up but they kind of got him his his dead corpse on the stage i don't know how they did it and it's just like they dressed him up like he's got like a fresh sweater on like chains. jeans chains he's wearing like cartier glasses and he's got like a stack of bills in his hand and he's just, and he's dead. just dead and he's just sit like what? standing there it's a super creepy video and like and the it it looks like a, a video from a different world because you have like the 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 places the club is packed it's got like 500 people and like everyone's partying like there's not a dead person just uh, standing there over on the them. stage looking over them everyone's vibing everyone's having a good time like you look at the crowd everyone's like super super pumped and like the DJ's like yeah yeah RIP RIP this RIP it it's a it's a grim video it's weird what? and I don't know, like hot take, but you know, bringing a corpse to like I think I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I don't know if they you, didn't tell the club, so it definitely is. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that's illegal to just bring a dead human and prop them up on stage. Um, but yeah, they're definitely my bozo. That's messed up. It's it's going to be hard to vote against that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel be, like that would like smell probably smell bad too, right? You think? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to find out. That's all I know. Um, Owen, what'd you have for Bozo of the Week? Tough crowd this week. <laughs> so, um, speaking of like out of this world, my Bozo this week is aliens. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's see what happens, baby. <laughs> so, there's a U.S. Navy ship. It's called the USS Kursarge. Um, and it was um, just, you know... Uh, was it like driving? What would you call that? Floating? Uh, like a, a boat is driving? Yeah. 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 Like it's boating. Moving. <laughs> 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 On the go. So 
This ship sailing, I think, would be the word. This ship oh, yeah. sailing, 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 sailing. 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 Let's right, go, right, right. Adam. Yes, Adam, clutch, dude. Thank you. You got the thesaurus out. That's huge. Yeah, that was huge. So it was, you know, boating or sailing. You can take your pick there. Just down the ocean, um, and all of a sudden, there were these two objects which were reported to be forty. Hold on, they were reported to be like just two massive balls of light, um, like enormous. Like if you look at the artist's rendition of them, they're like they look like the size of like the moon. And they reportedly followed the ship for like multiple like minutes, like many minutes, or, or, or like just behind the ship, these two giant balls of light. Um, and so um, the people, the crew members were like, this was like nothing we'd ever seen before. Uh, this was like unlike any sort of like training exercise or any sort of, you know, other craft we'd ever seen. Um, and so to this day, we, nobody knows what the two giant balls that are following the ship were, but um i'm gonna go ahead and say it it's probably aliens probably so yeah okay you know what i'm getting pissed about and is <laughs> first of all i've been hearing about aliens for like the last two three i gotta get this take off last two three yeah. years Clear and out. all these media outlets are like roasting us it's like the world is like so effed up that like people don't even care that we're like seeing alien spaceships I don't care about alien spaceships. How about you guys show yourselves, you 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 freaking cheapos, you you Frodes. cowards, yes. you frodes. Frodes. <laughs> all and these spaceships, all this. Show yourself, bro. I want to see you. Come on. Yeah. Like, what are you doing following a ship around? Like, what? That's what chicken. Is the point? That's some chicken yeah, what stuff. What are you doing? Like, bomb the ship. Like, bomb <laughs> or the like... ship. Or, like, how about I see your face? Then I'll actually care. But it's like, look yeah. at our, like, flying saucers. Look at this, like... This speed of light, like it went like in one second from here to here. Yeah. It's like, how about I see oh, you, you, meet really you look at you, yeah. have a conversation yeah. with you, then I'll care. We're saying they're a little yeah. too razzle-dazzle, not too focused on production. They're more looking for yeah, the like, Instagram highlights. Yeah, like talk to me about like it's the Jace or like VORP. Like I don't want to hear, I don't want you just like following me around. Yeah. Like what are you doing? Yeah, come on, VORP so. it up. Yeah, that's what we're looking so for. Big time bozos, big time. This is a stacked field. We've got family of Gunu, we've got aliens, and we've got Nick Wright. We covered every corner of the universe and beyond on this one. And I'm gonna get out right in front of it. It was gonna be hard to vote against the family of Gunu, but aliens are cowards and froads, and I'm gonna have to vote for aliens. I'm going for aliens too, cowards. I'm gonna go for like Nick Wright was great, but I. I'm going to have to go with Gunu. Or the family, of, not Gunu, Gunu's family. Family of Gunu. Family of Gunu. Yeah, family of Gunu. I'll give Nick Wright a vote. Wow, so the win for aliens. Family of Gunu, you're off the hook for now. For now. For now. We might have to bring them back next week because I think they would have cleaned up any other week. But aliens just won over the crowd in the popular vote. Um, no conclusive evidence, and then we'll get after it. Get after it? I don't know. That works. Um my no conclusive evidence, I think the Trailblazers and the Thunder played in the worst organized sporting match of all time on uh, Tuesday night. Oh, this one's mine too. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, this is pretty, pretty fantastic. The Thunder came out victorious uh, 98 to 95 at the Paycom Center in Oklahoma in what I could only assume is in front of tens of fans. Um, the story of the game... Portland leads big after three, and then Oklahoma City comes back 31-12 to in the fourth quarter. Now, Jalen Horde of the Thunder 
dropped 24 points and 21 rebounds in 46 minutes. Now, Oklahoma City played seven guys. So we know Jalen Hort is one of them. I've got six other names here. You're going to need to identify for me if they're made-up name, German League, or played for the Thunder. Love it. Let's play. Okay, first guy, Georgios Kalatazikis. Played for the Thunder. Played for the Thunder. Played for the Thunder. 17 points in 43 minutes for the Thunder. Let's go. For Georgios. Ben Lammers. German League. German League. German. German League. Two for two. (laughs) Xavier Xavier (laughs) Simpson. Made up. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. (laughs) 10 points in 44 minutes for the Thunder. (laughs) Jalen Smith. Plays for the Pacers. Oklahoma. Wait, was Pacers an option? No, uh, German League, made up, or uh, Thunder? Made German up. League, German League. I'm saying made up. No, no, this is made up. German League. Ah. <laughs> Viet Kreitchi. Oklahoma. Thunder. Thunder. 11 points in 21 minutes. <laughs> I'm just waiting for me you know, and Lindy Waters the third. Yeah, made up. Uh, I think he... German. Oklahoma. Eight points in four minutes for the Thunder. So <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that was one of the most shameless tanking performances I have ever seen. Like a shambolic hinky Sixers type tank for both sides. We went through the Blazer roster last week, so no conclusive evidence. If that game was going on in the backyard, I might draw the blinds. Phil giving us A, B, or C as the possible answers, and no answer being C was a crazy move. <laughs> I had to try up. to take trick you. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, no I think the evidence. funniest part, maybe that whole situation, Go I was going to say to the Thunder point was that like they've been trying to tank for a while, obviously. Um, but it was funny to me because they had like, they're like, okay, we'll put Poku in. Like, we'll let Poku like take the, take the reins <laughs> of the offense for the, like, the last few games of the year. And then Poku comes in, like maybe one of the worst players in the NBA. And he like just has like two great games. Like he's hitting threes. Like he's like, I don't even know who. Like he's Curry or something. He had triple double. So like yeah, we need to like yeah, I know. It was like we need to like we need to go worse. Like we need to go like everybody like empty the G League. Like empty it. We need everybody in here. Jalen Hord's so getting twenty four and twenty one. That's how bad it gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no yeah. conclusive evidence. The Thunder should go to jail. Yeah, just put the organization in jail. Because that's pretty. Like, come on, you got you got some fans there. It's someone's birthday. They didn't they did not come to see V Kreichi. V Kreichi drop ten. <laughs> like, come on. The, and you go through the roster and everybody's out for the season. It, A lot of OFSs. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and I go through other teams and they don't have any OFSs. So these guys are big, uh big up for seasons, guys. Yeah. Definitely. Owen, would you have no conclusive evidence? Um so for my no conclusive evidence, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter for whatever reason, kind of celebrating, obviously the Lakers got eliminated from the playoffs, but I've seen a lot of people celebrating LeBron. Like he did everything he could 30, 30.1 point, like points per game. He left it all on the court. Like I want to give a shout out to LeBron. He did everything he could. I was just different variations of that take over and over again. Um, and we kind of touched on it earlier in the show, but I don't think LeBron deserves any credit whatsoever for um, the 30 points per game that he's averaging for the Lakers success for helping to put them in a position to win. Because I think on balance this year, he has been like a heavy negative in multiple ways. I think if you look at the, like the influence he had on the construction of the roster, I think he helped put together a horrible, horrible roster. I don't think he's put in much effort. Like you said, Phil, um, 
I think I don't think he really cares. So I I don't think he deserves any credit for the like for any success that the Lakers might have had. So I just hate seeing that take. Um, I think it's uh, shameful. It's the LeBron fanboys. They're out again, which I mean, we don't have any. In this room. None in this room for sure. I just liked Space Jam. That's all I ever did. You know, is that a crime? <laughs> Sue me. Um, no, LeBron. I mean, I I I went to see him. I sat behind their bench. It's like he he couldn't remove himself further if he tried. He sits on the end of the bench. The timeout ends. He walks down to the other end of the court like immediately. It's like the guy is just. When he doesn't want to engage, he will not engage. There's just no doubt about it. Anyway, well, that was a 10. I liked having Ethan on at the start, talk some college hoops. That was good. Was Probably not going to talk college hoops again until, you know, nope. the draft. Nope. But, you know, had to rewind it down. Tens well, we gave, you know, four or five episodes of college hoops, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Adam? It's a 10 for me. Let's go. New hoodie today. Yeah, sweater, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Sweater. Oh, I forgot to mention, I didn't want to interrupt while Adam was talking, but he had uh, Eng, uh, what was it, technology and learning (laughs) up on his screen since, you know, he exposed me a couple times. Yeah, Uh, the email email scandal. The email scandal. Episode 80s, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, uh, you were (laughs) talking basketball, so I had to check when my assignment was due, just a quick one of those. (laughs) Is it tonight? (laughs) Nah, I got a couple days. Okay, you're chilling then. That's good news. What'd you got? Oh, and 10s? Oh, for sure. Across the board. I'm going to miss talking about college basketball, but I'm excited for the draft. Let's go. Let's go. I like to hear that. Mm -hmm. This show, so the people know, we're going to talk NFL draft at the end of this month, and then we're going to take maybe one or two off. First ever vacation in the history of the show. Are we, we're gonna yeah we're gonna hit a hundred before that so yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. just a deep just, warning yeah the, the classic rip one of those classic potential. someone on this show was inspired by somebody else yeah yeah uh-huh. so <laughs> Mexico season yeah mm-hmm. all right well it's been fun <laughs> see you guys have a good weekend.